Paul is challenging believers in Ephesians chapter 5 to live at a much higher level than they ever have before. You know, he's calling all of us higher so that we can honor and become more like our Heavenly Father. You, as a child of God, are called to imitate the very heart of God. This is Carol McLeod, and I want to welcome you to Defiant Joy Radio. I challenge you to lean in today and be open to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. For more information about Carol, Just Joy Ministries, or her other messages, please visit our website at justjoyministries.com. You can also find Carol on Facebook at Carol McLeod Bible Teacher and Author. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at JustJoyMinistries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433 to arrange an appearance at your next women's group or conference. Now, here's Carol with today's encouraging message. Well, we're studying a rather challenging portion of Scripture as we dig into Ephesians chapter 5. First of all, in verse 1, we learned that we're supposed to be constantly in the process of becoming more like God. And boy, we can all say a loud amen to that, can't we? And then in verse 2, Paul and the Holy Spirit call us to walk in love. And again, we can say a loud amen. Yes, I am called to walk in love just as Christ loved me. But then when we get to verse three, it's a little bit more challenging because Paul and the Holy Spirit are teaching us, but immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. God has called you for something higher, for something more fulfilling, for something more abundant than immorality or impurity or greed. God has called you to be like Him, and it is the greatest life possible. You know, When God calls us to be like Him, it's not out of legalism. It's not to put us in a restrictive religious box, but it's because He wants us to splash in the best life imaginable. And that is a life in which we are called to imitate the very heart of God during our generation on planet Earth. Ephesians 5.4, and there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. What? No silly talk? No filthiness or coarse jesting? Well, let me tell you this. It doesn't fit you. It doesn't fit your high calling in life. It doesn't honor your father. Have you ever worn ill-fitting shoes? Well, how did that work for you? I can already tell you how it worked for you. You developed blisters and bunions and and pain and maybe eventually had to have foot surgery just because of one pair of ill-fitting shoes. When I went to a chiropractor one time, he said to me, Carol, you need to change the shoes that you wear. I said, really? I do? He said, yes. Women's shoes have put all four of my children through college. They've put an addition on my home, and they take me and my wife to Hawaii every year. His point was, if you wear ill-fitting shoes, it's not going to do good things to your entire body 
and you're going to need medical help. And that's what Paul and the Holy Spirit are saying in this verse. Filthiness, silly talk, and coarse jesting are not a good fit for your life. But do you know what is a good fit? The giving of thanks. As believers, we must trade diseased behavior for healthy behavior. And the diseased behavior is filthiness, silly talk, and coarse jesting. But the healthy behavior is the giving of thanks, a lifestyle of gratitude for people and events and blessings and circumstances and a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now those things fit well, and you will not need any medical intervention if you can live a life of gratitude, of worship, and of thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So what is God's will for your life? It's for you to be the most thankful person that has ever lived. Hey, I have a challenge for you. How about if you and I enter a contest? Let's try to be the most thankful person that is alive in our generation. I dare you. Now, this habit of gratitude should not just happen during one day or one week or one month of the year, but being a grateful person 365 days a year will usher joy into your life. You know, if you're battling depression, how about starting a new life by just being grateful? As you know, I travel the world talking to people about the power of joy. And for women who don't understand joy, I often say to them, okay, do you understand what Thanksgiving is? And of course they do. And I said, well, if you don't understand joy, then just start by being a thankful person because thankfulness and joy are not so very far apart. My friend, if you're stuck in despondency or in bad habits, just start by being thankful because Thanksgiving will set you free. Thanksgiving rewires your emotions and your habits. Worship will actually wipe away your emotional pain. You know, we think that we have to ventilate and verbally vomit all of our creation in order to deal with past pain. And that's actually not true. What you need to do is to worship. Now, worship is not stuffing your past pain. But worship and thanksgiving will heal your past pain. You honor God with a heart attitude of gratefulness. So today, check your heart. What is in your heart? Make sure that your heart is filled to overflowing with thanksgiving. You know, every time I I get on an airplane, I have to check my carry-on bag, and they look at what's inside my carry-on bag with their little x-ray machine, and I've got to make sure that there are no liquids in it, nothing sharp is in it, nothing that they could potentially classify as a weapon. Well, let me tell you something. Check your heart. Let God's x-ray machine look at the contents of your heart. There should be nothing sharp in your heart. There should be nothing harmful in your heart. 
in your heart, because you're a believer of Jesus Christ and because you are constantly in the process of becoming more and more like him, in your heart, there should only be love and gratitude. Now, when we began this marvelous study of the book of Ephesians, I told you that Ephesians chapters 1 through 3 were the theology, what we believe, and that then Ephesians chapters 4 through 6 were the practical application. Every verse in the last three chapters of Ephesians holds practical impact for daily living. And so now as we begin this next section, get ready for the practical ouch of Ephesians. Ephesians 5, 5 through 10. For this you know with certainty that no immoral or impure person or covetousness man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. You know, sin is a serious issue with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was there at creation and saw the glory of what God the Father had created for all of humanity in all of the epochs yet to come. The Holy Spirit was there at the miraculous birth of Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit knew that the greatest gift of all of eternity had just been given to a virgin girl in Bethlehem. The Holy Spirit was there at Calvary, and the Holy Spirit heard the blows of the hammer into the hands of Jesus. The Holy Spirit saw the blood run down the legs of Jesus and gather in a pool at the foot of the cross in a puddle of mercy. The Holy Spirit knows the price that was paid for you to live abundantly, to live fully, to live peacefully, and to live holy. The Holy Spirit was there when the power of God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. The Holy Spirit does not want you to take the grace or the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus Christ lightly. You know, you forfeit something valuable, something costly and abundant when you choose sin over the righteousness of God. God is not cruel. He is loving and he only wants what is very, very best for you. And the Holy Spirit is reminding all of us today, we used to live and walk in darkness, but now we live and walk in glorious light. Who would want to go back to darkness? Why would anyone want to go back to walking in the darkness? You know, when you walk in the light of Jesus Christ, you discover goodness and righteousness and truth. And I want to please the Lord. You know, I am a pleaser by nature. I want every everyone around me to be happy. And that's a good thing. But sometimes it's not a good thing. I can't please everyone all the time. But you know what? I can please the Lord all the time. It's an eternally good desire to want to please the Lord. Ephesians 5.11, do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead expose them. My friend, nothing fruitful ever grows in the darkness. Anything fruitful 
always grows in the light. So let's stay in the light of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you will consider supporting Carol as she continues presenting encouraging messages like this one. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433 or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. As a thank you, we want to send you Carol's book, Defiant Joy, for your gift of just $5 or more. If you need prayer, please call us toll free. 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Or contact us online at JustJoyMinistries.com. It's a dream come true for me to share God's Word with you every day. Please help me to continue to make a difference in the lives of people everywhere.